Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Thank you for tuning in, and we have an awesome edition today of Growth Amplifiers Live. Um, great guest who's going to be talking about, you know, always end with the beginning in mind, how firms remain great after the founder exits. And this is important because you want to make sure that you're putting a lot of time and attention to the right things. You know, if you're not planning for succession, uh, you only have a succession plan, basically, pretty much. You know, it's, it's going to come to an end at one point or another <laughs> uh, and might as well plan for success. Right. So that's what we're that's the big idea that we're going to be talking about today. And why does this matter? Right. Is because with intention, when you have awareness and then you have intention, you can experience a smooth closing from one chapter in the opening of another. There is going to be something that happens after your business. It's going to be a transition in life, and you can either plan for it and have it go smooth, or you can just let it all happen by chance. <laughs> and um, by giving an exit and attention, everyone wins. All right? So the big three we'll be talking about today, um, why simply working until you can't work any longer, writing it out, is a waste of relational capital. Uh, number two, how to build a sustainable scalable, multi-generational firm. And then number three, how and how not to find the right successor. So those are some of the key points we'll be talking about today. And if you haven't recognized them already and you're not fainting, uh, um, our guest today, the amplifier of today's session, Donald F. White is a highly sought after international speaker, commentator, and author. Now this is a, a an interesting book that I think it's it's real, really worth looking into and, and checking out. Um, it is available online, and you can learn more about Donald and his book uh, at donaldfwhite.com. So let's let's start off there, and we kind of set the stage, and let's let's talk, Donald, a little bit about your, your background and how you got um, started in doing what you're doing today. Well, Kenny, I want to thank you, first of all, for having me. It's, uh, it's a real pleasure to be here, and uh, I'm really enjoying uh, the opportunity to, to speak to your, to your audience. My background is, uh, is, is rather uh, simple, actually. Uh, I came into uh, the business of uh, financial services primarily. I started in the insurance side, in the life insurance side, when I was 21 years old. So I was just a, a young guy trying to make it and so forth, and I uh, was so good at what I did, they fired me. So... <laughs> When I was 23 years old, uh, a company, another company picked me up. It's amazing. I got fired from being an agent and another company hired me to be a manager. Think about that. That's just mm. very bizarre, I've always thought. So I ended up managing an agency for a while, even though I, I really stunk as a life insurance agent. I, I guess they thought I was going to be pretty good at a, as a sales manager. I was so good at that that they fired me uh, after about four or five years of being a sales manager because I really wasn't any good at that either. Um, and uh, so I decided to try to uh, start my own firm. Mm -hmm. That didn't work. Uh, and I uh, ended up uh, uh, getting the break of my life really in uh, 1986 when uh, I was asked to uh, to go to work for a company called EF Hutton. 
uh, back in the day, EF Hutton was a, a brokerage firm uh, and they uh, they had a company uh, that was really, really successful. And of course, uh, those of you that know the history of EF Hutton know that in 1988, three years after I was there or joined the firm, uh, they went out of business. <laughs> so, and, and I I was uh, you know left with that. Uh, but every time it's funny because I have a friend of mine said, you know, Don, you just kept getting fired up. So you're an agent, you got fired up to the sales manager. Well, you weren't any good as a sales manager. You got fired up to running your own company. Well, you weren't any good at running your own company. You got fired up to, uh, to work for this wirehouse. And then you, you know, they went out of business, you got fired up and I became the regional vice president for another wirehouse uh, called Prudential Beige. Um, and, uh, when I was at Prudential Base, that was really the turning point for me. That was really when my, my career actually started to, to make some sense. Uh, I think when you're in your 20s and 30s, especially, you're, you're trying to figure out, man, what's it all about? You know, right. and, uh, you know, I, it really for me was was really that really trying to find out what it was all about. But by 1996, um, I had been with uh, with with Prudential Base at that point for about eight or nine years and uh, seven or eight years, whatever it was. And uh, I decided to, again, start my own company. And I did. And I started a full financial planning firm that was extremely successful. We ended up growing. Uh, we ended up merging with another company. Uh, and over a 25 year uh, career, um, we, uh, we ended up expanding to five different offices throughout Florida, uh, managing a couple of billion dollars in assets as a group. Uh, it, it just just really just just blew up. And I ended up selling that company to my partners in 2019, in October 2019, because I really wanted to do other things. I wanted to do more speaking. I wanted to do more uh, teaching. I wanted to do a lot of other things. And that really was the precipitous of the book. Um, we, I decided to write the book because I couldn't find another book that told me how to do what I really wanted to do. Mm. And so I decided to write a book about how we did what we did. And uh, it, uh, warts and all, by the way, the book uh, doesn't doesn't pull back on any of the um, it pulls back the curtain, as my mm. wife likes to say, because it really shows you the Wizard of Oz and, and what was really going on. And there was, you know, uh, how much of it was real and how much of it was just sort of our imagination. But it really was a, a, a terrific thing. And and uh, it's amazing. I had no idea that we were going to have a pandemic uh, six months after I sold the company. Uh, but that actually turned out to be uh, a an interesting uh, uh, ex experiment for my process uh, for the things that I talk about in the book, because what has turned out is that our company, instead of going down after I left, grew 21% after I left. Yeah, man. Isn't that, that incredible? Is and, and, and I think that's the thing that I was most proud of. Not, not that I did well, but that mm -hmm. the organization that we put in place set these guys running with, they took those processes and continued them and before we knew it, um, even in the midst of a pandemic, they did incredibly well. And we look at we're looking at 2021. I've already seen their numbers for 2021. They are up another 15 percent year over year from July to July, which just is so exciting for me that these guys have done what we've done. So so that's our that's a little bit of my background. So, so I'm curious. You number one, uh, there's a lot of people that would just be happy with the first achievement, getting their first business off the ground and and seeing some success with that. So um, along your different chapters, right, <laughs> of your life, <laughs> you've, you've gained some knowledge that's helped you create this process. Um, what is, if you had to like simmer it down to a, 
a key point. What do you think the key point would be for the people that are listening and on saying, man, I, I'm just trying to get my first business off the ground, let alone uh, creating several and, and, and selling many? Well, I, I think it's I think it can be hung down to one thing. It's always too early to quit. It's always too early to quit. If, if you think that it's, you know, everything is about ready to blow up and so forth. It's always too early to quit. You know, yesterday the Olympics were on and, and yesterday the the Brazilian volleyball team. I, I'm a big volleyball fan. So, so the, the, my, my girls play volleyball. I'm a big, big volleyball fan. I decided to watch the Brazilians play the Argentinians because I thought, man, I really want to see the Brazilians are the best team out there. They're going to just kill these guys. And they were down 2-0, two sets to none. And it's a, you know, it's a best of five, right? They had to, they had to come back in such an incredible way. And they did because they never quit. They never said, you know what? We're beat, we're done and finished. They ended up going to a fifth set. They went to overtime in the fifth set and they won, but they never gave in and they never quit. And, and to me, that was really one of the things that was so impressive. And it reminded me of the fact that if you quit, if you give up, you can't win. Now, there was no guarantee the Brazilians were going to win. In fact, they came real close to losing a couple of times and they could have just as easily have lost as one. That's not the issue. It's not about the outcome. It's about the fact that they never gave up. They never gave in. And and I think one of the biggest problems that I see with most folks is they're right on the brink of something great and they don't even know it. And they quit because they just get tired. They get worn out. They get frustrated, fill in the blank, right? Come up with the adjective. And they're all frustrated by the same thing. What is the, what's the same thing? They're, they're frustrated by the outcome. So what we need to do is we need to start focusing on the process. If you don't want to quit, you need to focus on your process. You need to know why you do what you do and make sure what you do really does work. See, again, if you have a bad process, that's just as bad as focusing on the outcome, frankly. So at the end of the day, you need to have a great process that makes sense, that everybody really understands, and then build a business, Kenny, mm-hmm. that other people will stand in line to buy. Build it a makes, business that everybody else wants to buy. It makes sense because if you think about, I'm going to create a business that other people would want to buy. In doing so, you've created yourself a really good business. Um, that's a great clarifying thought um, and a good set setup for this um, first topic really is you know why simply working until you can't work any longer writing it out is a waste of relational capital yeah um, so let's, let's kind of dial into that and I do know some people that are working really hard and they're they're thinking man if I just work harder I just push harder I'll I'll make this happen but from the outside looking at some of these people who are working as hard as they are, it doesn't look very healthy. Uh, and it looks like a bit of a challenge. I was talking with a, a it was a business advisor who, who does um, business brokering in, in a chapter. And he was telling me that one of his clients had built a business for the past 40 years and he's trying to sell it, but he's working 40, 50 hour work weeks. And the, the ROI to sell it just wasn't there. So it's like, you right. really don't have a business. So that was a, a tangent that I didn't necessarily mean to go on, but just going back to working harder uh, does isn't always the big thing. So if you could dial us into this uh, a little bit further, that would be awesome. Well, I, you know, really what's interesting, Kenny, is there's an awful lot of folks out there that think that, you know, suddenly down, you know, down the road, someone's just going to walk in, is going to make them this phenomenal offer and they're going to just buy their business. <laughs> and And the truth is, 
It doesn't work that way. You have to be proactive. You know, it's interesting. Uh, there was a great book that was written a hundred years ago um, that uh, that that was called "Always." Uh, 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 what, what did uh, Dr. Dr. Covey call his book? Um, I, I just fell out of my brain. Uh, the, uh, the the five habits of highly effective people. Mm -hmm. And the first habit of highly effective people is they are proactive. Be proactive, he used to say. And it was amazing to me when I thought about that the very first time. I said, well, you know, be proactive. Okay, so what does that mean? Be proactive. It means that you need to get ahead of everything that is going on in your business. You always have to be on the top of the wave. If you've ever surfed, you know that if you're on the back, if you're on the back of the wave, you're going to crash. You're going to die. It's just not die necessarily, but you're going to get you're going to get swamped. Okay. The truth is, you need to be ahead of the wave. You got to get you got to let that wave kind of push you towards the shore, and and that's how it's done. I started surfing when I was about I don't know eight. And, uh, you know, it's just a just a really interesting thing. The first time I got up on a board, I crashed. Second time I got up on a board, I crashed. I felt like I was going to crash until I couldn't crash anymore. Until one day I figured out I had to be in front of the wave. And when I got in front of the wave, I'm 60 odd years old now and I can still surf. It's wow, a fact. Okay. Now, now that doesn't make me necessarily this great guy. It, it does. Just it does, Donald. <laughs> I will not take no. It does make you a great guy. <laughs> it, it just it just says I know how to get in front of the wave. That's all it means. I know the technique of getting in front of the wave. And so you need to be proactive about what you do in your business. So I'll tell you one of the biggest mistakes I see, Ken, that guys make mm -hmm. in business is they run their business like it's just sort of their personal checkbook. So anytime they need money, well, they'll just go to the company, they'll write themselves a check or they'll just take money out or they'll just do this or they'll do that. They don't run it like a business. They don't run it like it's a public company. And if you run your business like it's a public company where every dollar is accounted for, everything is paid attention to, all of the things that are going on in your business, uh, you hire people, not just count on yourself. I, I can't tell you how many times I see people that have businesses, even with employees, that when they're not there, the business ceases to exist. That's insane. I can't tell you how many times I would go out on speaking engagements. I had one in particular I'm thinking of right now. I was asked to speak down in Australia. They asked me to speak down there uh, 25 times in 28 days. That meant that I was not in my office for over a month. And in that particular month, our business not only didn't go down, it actually increased its volume. Well, that's that's a pretty awesome uh, concept. And I I'd miss, admit that as, as a coach, as a person that is – done a lot more one-to-ones um i've taken the scenic route to figure some of that out <laughs> and but it's it's those journeys it's those lessons yeah a part of it came down to following the passion and and seeing like how do i apply myself for my passion yeah but then coming in hitting a wall and saying all right you can't get beyond this with how your business is structured you need to think around how to leverage that so that you can be systemized and uh, productized to where you're, you're not the linchpin that's preventing your business from scaling. And I see a lot of uh, coaches and speakers and people uh, that do have that, that challenge because they've built themselves as the only way the business can move forward. So if you're tuned in now and listening to that, um, it doesn't mean that all is lost. It just needs, you just need to begin to think about uh, how you can, start working yourself in a position that's not um, critical for the business to go on without you. Yeah. So, so you get to that point, you can really have some success with 
uh, leveraging the business the business that can run without you. Uh, can I give you a perfect example of that that everyone knows? Yes. Apple computers. Apple computers. Great example. Apple computers. All right. Now, Apple computers, we think of Apple computers today. They are the number one leading organization in the computer business, probably as hardware as well as software in many cases. But at the end of the day, we think of Apple as this unbelievable company, right? Mm-hmm. But in 2000, when uh, it was being run by one guy, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, right? one guy, and all of a sudden he had a group of guys that were around him that were his board and they didn't like what the way in which he was doing things. So they fired him and Apple almost went broke because Apple was Steve jobs. Mm. Apple was Steve jobs. And after a while, after the business literally went down to nothing, in fact, you could buy Apple stock at one point for, I think it was $4 was the lowest it ever went down to. Mm-hmm. $4. Can you imagine buying Apple stock right now for $4? By the way, that's pretty like 10 splits. Okay. <laughs> so, so at any rate, the point is, is that they figured it out and they said, oh my gosh, we really made a mistake. We need to get jobs back in here. Jobs went back in, but he also realized that for Apple to continue, he had no idea by the way that he was sick. He had no idea that he was going to die of cancer a few years later. The fact is, is that He went in there and he realized he had to do, he had to run a company, he had to create a company that was not dependent upon him. Now he could be the voice, but he didn't have to be the guts of the business. And when he did that, that's when Apple started to just blossom. And the next thing you know, they had iPods. The next thing you know, they had, um, they had, uh, I think iPods were the very first thing. And then they had iPhones and so forth and so on and Macs and, you know, whatever. Okay, Mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is, is that as long as it was Steve Jobs, all they had were 64K floppy disks that hung on the side of a of a little green screen computer. And when he turned it over and gave it to everybody else to just be and he became the voice and that's it. When he actually passed away and it just kept right on going. In fact, it just kept on blossoming and blooming until we have what we have today, uh, really a global empire (laughs) that was no longer dependent upon one guy. I think it's probably one of the best examples I can give you. It is is really a great example. And it's actually uh, really relating to the the second topic of how to build a sustainable, saleable, multi-generational firm. You got to make sure that it's the whole success of the business isn't depending on dependent on your shoulders. If you're, you can't continue it forever. So yeah. you've got, you got to build, build it in a way that you can teach other people to drive your precious baby. Right. right. Um, and, and people are scared about that. So what are, what are the, what's the high level view, the how to of how people can really begin going down that line and, and start thinking about what they should be doing. If, if they're, they can start planning now for that future success. Yeah, well, there's three things uh, absolutely that that everybody can do. The first is run your company like a company that's for sale. Mm. Run your company like it's a company that's for sale. So that means you want to account for every dollar. You want to make sure it's profitable. You want to pay a lot of taxes. I know it sounds weird to a lot of people, but you know you want to have a you want to have great retirement accounts. You want to have you want to have employee benefits. You want to have great employees that really want to work for you. Because at the end of the day, that's the value of a company. The value of a company is its relational capital. It's everybody. Look, 
we all can say, you have a microphone sitting in front of you, right? (laughs) Microphones can be, you can buy any microphone probably in the country and it'll do just fine, Mm -hmm. right? It's just a way to operate. It's not your business. Your microphone is not your business. You speak in, you want to make sure your microphone works, obviously, but the, but the, but, but the microphone is not the business. The business is what can be generated through that microphone. And that's what we're talking about. So we want to make sure that we've got the right people, the right, the, the right things and so forth. So one of the things, one of my key principles and that I talk about in the book is always put people over profit and your profit will end up greater than the other way around. Like so when, when you put people over profit, your profits just escalate. When you put profit over people, your profits diminish. It's, it's amazing to me. It's one of those dichotomies that no one can figure out. But to me, at the end of the day, that's one of the most obvious things that I learned in business mm. was that I always wanted to build my people up. I wanted to make sure my people were number one. And everything else fell in line behind that. That's, that's such a critical element. You know, a lot of the times when I'm working with a business myself and we talk about profits, but it, I say it's, in, it's important to think about profits, but it's important, probably more critical to think about it from the perspective that you're sharing, Donald. Um, it's how you go about achieving them, how you go about achieving profit. That's important. It's not just cutting costs and just trimming everything down to, to increase um, the bottom line, but it's how can we invest in and amplify our business in a way that the people, the team really, really synergizes better, that we're more efficient and effective, that we're energized to move forward the vision. Um, that's, that's really the better approach. And like you said, you put people over profits and it just has that natural effect of, of growing the bottom line because yeah, you, there's, no, focused question. On the right there's thing. no question. If you've got people that want to be in your company, uh, you're going to do a lot better than if you got people that don't want to be in your company. <laughs> I, I mean, now, now that sounds su- almost stupid, right? I mean, well, duh, right? I'm just telling you right now, there's a whole lot of people out there that don't have the right people. So one of the things that I talk about in the book is always trying to find the right people, especially the successor. You need to find the right successor. You need to find someone who has the exact same vision that you do. If you don't have the same vision as your successor or your successor doesn't have the same vision as you, it goes, it goes both ways, by the way, right. uh, you're going to, you're going to struggle. You need to make sure that person uh, or those persons have the same work ethic or a greater work ethic than you do. You want to be around people that encourage one another, not discourage one another. You want to be around people that that truly accept the things they can't change and are willing to look at creative ways to go through it. And then most and foremost, you have to have people that are tenacious that will not quit. Just just we go back to the very first point that we made at the at the beginning. So if, if people have shared vision, shared values, that's great. But if they quit, what's good? What, what good is the shared value, right? Or the shared vision? It doesn't make any difference if they if they bail. And I, and I think tenacity is really the the thing that holds the whole entire thing together. At the end of the day, I come back to I always come back to that point. So, what? That's that's a loaded question because we don't have time to go into the details. And what I'd suggest is if this topic is hitting home, get a copy of the book. You know, it's about. Um, saving yourself time and future headache 
by spending a little bit of time now to think ahead. And I really like the the spin because I am familiar with uh, Stephen Covey's highly successful habits, um, the spin of your book title. So if you could just tell people about uh, the book, where they can go to learn more about it, and learn sure. a little bit more about you, um, that would be a great, great little point for us. I think the, the absolute easiest and cheapest place that you can get the book is on Amazon.com. Uh, I think right now they've got it on sale for like $17, including shipping through Prime. Uh, so if you have Amazon Prime, I think it's $17 right now, something like that for the paperback. And maybe it's $25 for the hardcover. I, I don't I don't know exactly. There's also an audible version that I did, which uh, which a lot of people have really enjoyed. So we, we have those on there. You can get it on Amazon or on Audible. If you go to audible.com, uh, you can obviously do that. Uh, we're, we're excited about the book. It's just been released. It's only been out for a month or so. So we're, we're really excited about where it's going and what we're doing. And, uh, and, and we think it's going to be something that people can use. That's the goal. And, and for those um, businesses, I know you work with different types of businesses and organizations. Uh, what, what are the, the types that you're seeking to connect with? Cause you do speaking engagements and there's only, you only have so many that you can could do. <laughs> so what, what type of um, people tuning in would be the type of people that you'd, you'd be looking to do speaking? Yeah. So, so we've, you know, like I, for example, I have a, a speaking engagement here next month. Actually it's going to be my first live speaking engagement since the pandemic, which, which is, I'm so excited about it. It's going to be up in Amelia Island, Florida, uh, for uh, for a, uh, for a group called the Top of the Table, which is a, a, the top of the Million Dollar Roundtable group, uh, which is an insurance group. Neat, neat group. But uh, but we want to talk to anybody that's entrepreneurial. So uh, you know, CPA firm uh, organizations. I just did a podcast for a CPA firm uh, organization. Uh, anybody that's a small businesses. Uh, that those are those are, those are really what we're what we're talking about. Um, I've actually consulted with some pretty big businesses as well, but I really enjoy uh, working with guys that have you know a couple million, five million, ten million dollar businesses that that really are just you know they're they're at that point where they feel like they're in no man's land. You know how do I get this thing to grow and how do I get it to get bigger and so forth? Uh, my first book was called uh, Building a Great Business, and we talked about that. It's how to take it from one level to the next level and to you know grow your business from just a good business into a great business. And uh, so, I mean, those are those are some of the things that that we've done. And 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 I love the opportunity to get out there and share with anybody that that's entrepreneurial uh, wants to, wants to learn those kinds of things. That's what I do. Super cool. Got a quick question in from the audience. Um, coming in here and let's see my business is still evolving and finding its way are there any instances it's too early to begin succession planning mark it's so cool that you asked that question because the truth is is that there is it, it, you can never start planning your succession too soon that sounds weird to a lot of people because when you're literally uh you know uh, my father used to have this expression mark and it and what he would say was uh, you know, when you're up to your ears and alligators, it's hard to remember the original intent was to clean the swamp. And so, you know, we find ourselves beating off the alligators and, you know, fighting off all this stuff. And that's not even what the issue is. The issue is we're supposed to be cleaning the swamp. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and but, you know, that that has always stuck with me because you need to always focus on where you're going, not where you are, because where you are is important. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, where you're going is much more important. And, uh, you know, I come back to my surfing analogy, you know, if I'm out in the middle of the ocean and I'm fixing to, you know, catch a wave, uh, I need to get in front of that wave. That means I've got to pay attention to where I'm going. My goal when I'm catching a wave is to catch it and take it in. 
you know, and I can't take it all the way in, obviously. I don't want to, you know, there comes a point where I'm going to kick off the wave. But, but at the end of the day, I need to find a way to get in front of the wave. And if you do that early, the earlier you start to do that, the earlier you begin to, uh, to, to, to put the processes in place, Mark, the better your company is going to be. And people will stand in line to watch uh, you uh, sell that company or to buy that company. It's been a pleasure really to have you come in and share your journey with us. Uh, really impressive. Um, and I'd highly encourage you if you're tuning in, if you do have questions, remember um, we do try to get questions to our guests, even if it's after the fact and replay, we try to uh, aggregate those and see if we can pass them along. Make sure to connect um, online with Donald. He has different ways you can connect on social, check his out his book. And Donald, as, as a closing thought, one of the, the traditions we have with guests is to see if they could just share something that they've learned on their journey that might be helpful for others to hear, even if it's not related to your book or your, your typical talks, just anything that you'd like to share that been like, man, that would have, that would have been nice to maybe have, have learned a little earlier in my journey. You know, I think the single greatest thing I, I didn't understand early on that I understand now is never overrule your gut. When your gut is telling you something, pay attention to your gut. Mm. And that may sound, again, that may sound trite. It may sound trivial, but it, <laughs> You know, there's there's a spirit within every single one of us that's telling you what's good and what's not good. That's telling you what's right and what's not right. And what's telling you where to go and where not to go. And how often do we just violate that spirit within us that that does not allow us to do what's right and 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 to do what what's really in the best interest of everyone around us? So never overrule your never overrule your gut is one of my primary thoughts. Thank you very much. That we actually did a little commandments in our office one time. And that was actually one of them uh, because it we anytime we're like, well, you know, it's just maybe it seems logical. Like this would be a really good thing, even though our gut's telling us different. It always comes back to burn us heartburn. Ah. Uh, <laughs> trust your gut. It makes sense. Um, yeah. So thank you, Donald, for tuning in. Thank you, Amplifiers, for continuing to uh, contribute, to share and for being such a wonderful group. As if you're just tuning in for the first time and go to growthamplifiers.com slash live. So you could subscribe to future episodes. Uh, it's been a pleasure and I look Enjoyed forward it. to you on a future episode. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.